And then uh, the main topic is, does Superman legacy have to be huge for the DCU to succeed? Uh, that is a very interesting topic that I am looking forward to talking about today. So let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? How's it shaking? It's a good time here. Having some fun. Doing some things. Hanging out. I was pretty happy with the Ahsoka finale. I don't know if you were. So let me know in the comments. Did you like the Ahsoka finale? Did you like the Ahsoka show as a whole? I am curious about all of that. I'm hoping... We're trying to work out the kinks and getting uh, at least one guest, or not even guest, one co-host, I should say. Not even guest. He's one of the co-hosts. We're trying to get him in here. So hopefully we can get him all squared away and on the show here. That'd be nice. That'd be exciting, actually. Have some people to talk to. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's, uh, let's get rid of this music. Music doesn't need to be going anymore. All right. So, you know what? While we're waiting for them to get in here, let's just kind of jump to my first topic that I want to talk about. And that is the Ahsoka finale. You know, this episode, while, while the episode wasn't anything overly special when it comes to uh, impact uh, and, and shock value... It did exactly what it needed to do from a show standpoint, from a story standpoint, especially to push things forward in the uh, in the narrative. Because that that's the important part. That's the important part, you know? We do see Thrawn. Thrawn is now back in the main galaxy, which is um, very, very interesting. Uh, how's that going to How's that going to... You know, what's going to happen there? Is he going to be wreaking havoc on the new republic because that's one thing he keeps saying for the empire there is no empire anymore the empire has been gone for a number of uh what is it uh, years at this point we got ezra ezra is back home which is kind of exciting we got to see him even create and build a new lightsaber and the one thing i loved about this whole thing was while he was building this lightsaber uh we get this little this little tidbit and uh you know touching moment from him from who young who yang or who young or wow well, wong chang or whatever his name is about his former master kanan which i thought was great i thought that was amazing uh we do get to see some more from ahsoka and sabine believe it or not shocking right so ahsoka has officially moved past her guilt of Leaving Anakin about walking away from Sabine, she's not comfortable with who she is moving forward, which I really do like as well. But it, again, this is this episode. What didn't need to do anything overly spectacular, except for just establish, you know, basically clearing up all of what was in the past, and also clearing up what um, you know is coming in the future. Let's see, what else do we got here? Um, so, yeah, after a quick little, you know, escape and battle, our heroes make their way to Thrawn and, and the Night Grandmothers, or whatever they are. Uh, that was interesting. <laughs> but the crazy thing is seeing this battle. You know, I've seen a lot of people sit there and say, oh, this was one of the greatest battles ever, uh, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, it was... It, was right. it wasn't anything spectacular. I didn't think it was amazing. Um, I thought some of the shots were kind of cheesy. This was directed by uh, Rick, Rick Famini. Yeah, I can't say the guy's name. But he's the one that directed this. And I felt the action was kind of lacking in some regard. Uh, it didn't look great. But come on. Zombie stormtroopers. Zombie stormtroopers. That's That's amazing. That's just amazing. Then we get some fighting between Morgan and Ahsoka, which was fitting to see that happen after Morgan is kind of imbued with this this special Night Sister power and given this sword. 
she goes and fights Ahsoka, but she's sent off to essentially die. Thrawn sends her off to die because Thrawn's going to be leaving. And regardless whether she won or not, there was a good chance she was going to die or be left on that planet alone. And she understood that. You know, then we see Sabine and Ezra making her way fighting and doing their whole thing. And they fight some dark troopers who are uh, zombies as well, which I thought was great. Um, Sabine... You know, they send, you know, they, they get Ezra on the Star Destroyers. The Star Destroyers taking off and Sabine stays back to help protect Ahsoka. Something that they've been pushing this idea about for quite some time is pushing this, uh, this whole thing that they're better together. They work and they're, they're much more suited and better when they work together. And this just highlights that. Uh, as Ahsoka defeats Morgan, we see Thrawn getting ready to make the jump to hyperspace, getting ready to leave and go um, to the, 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 the former, the, the real galaxy, the official Star Wars galaxy. I don't know what you want to call it. But uh, Sabine and Ahsoka and Hu Young get left behind and they're stuck on Peridia. Not to mention that Shin Hati and Balin Skull are also as well. And it's cool because we see we see Shin Hati, you know, she uh, she kind of is coming into her own and understanding of becoming a leader as she goes and finds these red uh, scavengers, and it looks like she's gonna try and lead them, which could be interesting. The most interesting aspect, though, is at the end when Balin Skull, you know, his journey is so interesting, and he's being called to do something. And he, he, he's, he's going at it. There's been a lot of speculation of what that could be. And this moment here when he's on the mountainside and he's looking, looking into these other mountains, you do see a flash of light, which I thought was really, really interesting. If you look right there, there's this flash of light that's going on. And uh, where is he going? Where is he going? And then we get our first big inkling and reveal of what it could be. And that there, that is... The father and the son, the Mortis gods. And it looks like to the other side, the daughter was there, but the head has been destroyed. Very interesting. Very intriguing. Shocking that they went that route. I did not think that they would be going in this direction when it comes to live action Star Wars. I just didn't think they would go that route. But it's fantastic that they are. I love it. I love that fact. Uh, I never thought that we would see anything with Mortis in live action. Ezra, after escaping Thrawn's Star Destroyer, which they didn't show, he just kind of shows up at the Rebel, or I'm sorry, the New Republic, and he confronts Hera. You people are sitting there complaining. They're complaining that they didn't hug. Who the hell cares? It's a, it's a touching moment regardless, either way. Yes, they should have hugged. Maybe we'll get that in the first scene of season two of Ahsoka. Who knows? But regardless, they're back together. Which is amazing. It's 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 amazing. So Sabine and Hisoka are kind of wrapping up season one, essentially sitting there. Uh, you know, Sabine, who has finally tapped into the Force and has accepted that she is a, a capable person of using the Force. Uh, StarWars.com says she's a Jedi now, which I don't. That whole thing's ridiculous. But we'll get into that another time. Uh, but the fact that they're sitting there and they're trying to decide, like, wh where are we at? Like, what are we doing? And so it's like, we're right where we need to be. This is where we're supposed to be. And then Sabine kind of is like, looking back, and so it's like, what, what is it? What do you see? What do you feel? Or what's going on? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, something in the stars, in the stardust or something like that. So she walks away, and Ahsoka looks back, and she kind of, she feels it too. She feels something there. She turns, she smiles, she walks away, and the camera pans back, and it is our boy Anakin. Our boy Anakin. In Force Ghost mode. Look, this episode was, was fantastic. Like I said, this is an episode that it was exactly what it needed to be. It had action, it pushed the story forward, it, it closed off some of those questions that a lot of people had. Why did... Ahsoka stopped training Sabine. Well, you learn in this episode that she stopped training Sabine because she was afraid of the the untapped power and potential of uh, of utilizing her strengths, her her force abilities for bad, and she just she didn't feel that she was fit to handle that. 
So she walked away from her. You got Sabine tapping into the force. You get have Ezra getting home. Thrown. All these little plot threads that were built up in it have been, you know, figured out. They, they laid everything out for you and they, and they closed up a lot of it, but left us wondering and wanting more and more to come. So I'm excited. Again, I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what you think about this. What have you thought about all of this? Yeah. So make sure you leave comments and whatnot. I want to know. Let me know. I want to know. Oh, man. Too many windows open. I got to get like five more screens here, I think. Um, I guess I should have somebody joining here, maybe. Hopefully. Be nice. Uh, nothing yet. Nothing yet. All right. Let's see. Am I working? Let's see. If you're out there watching and you can hear me, comment. So I don't know if it's working right now. My computer doesn't want to. Uh, wait, there we go. We live? We good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. My computer's just being dumb, I guess. I guess you'll have that from time to time. Yeah, see, I'm good. There we go. All right. So let's move on to the next topic here because I know a lot of people, a lot of people are excited about this. I, on the other hand, couldn't care less. <laughs> Honestly, you know, people are freaking out. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon has officially gotten a PG-13 rating. Woo-hoo, I guess. Woo-hoo. Uh, and it is for sequences of strong, uh, strong violence, sexual assault, bloody images, language, sexual material, and partial nudity. All right. Um, let's see here. I, it looks like we will have our boy here. Let's, uh, let's see if I can get this going. Uh, all right. Let's see. Working? Can you hear me? There we go. Yeah. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Love the mustache. Ah, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, due to work. Due to work. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, let me see here. Why am I hearing you multiple times? I don't like that. I don't know what's being heard here. Let's see what's being heard. You know, when I try a new system. Yeah. What's up, man? All right, you're on here multiple times though. Why are you on here twice? Um, let's get rid of that one. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, I only clicked it once, so that's weird. Are you hearing me once or twice? Just once. Just once. Lucky. Let's see if I do this. All right, now talk. Uh oh, now I can't hear you at all. All right, that doesn't work. <laughs> oh boy all right i'll have to figure this out another time but we'll go from there we'll just keep going i'll hear you twice i'll hear you double that's fine huh. you sure i mean we could we could try it again like i don't think i have it open on anything else i only did it this once no you're all right you're you're good uh let's see we got Trayton on here misa leap but misa here now i had to do it what honey all right go downstairs Ah, uh, kids. I need to start locking that door. <laughs> Trent says, live stream I was watching overran, so blame them. I will blame them, for sure, Triton. Uh, he says, I arrived at the best time I see. Uh, sure. Um, yeah, how's it sound to you, Triton? I want to make sure everything sounds good. Um, I can handle hearing ken twice that's no big deal anyways let's get into this whole thing with rebel moon part one a child of fiver fiver fire is rated pg-13 what do you think about that man um welcome back it's been a while but welcome back but what are you thinking about that yeah no um has been a while but it is good to be back and um just in rebel moon i mean i did see the trailer and uh definitely 
definitely spewed out uh, Snyderisms. I guess you want to say like definitely some stuff that's very patent and known with Snyder's work, and it looked really really cool. I think the cast is really like uh, under the radar, like really good. Honestly, um, it seems like Charlie Hunnam might be like a main player in it and when he was casted that really wasn't news that like broke the media but i love charlie hunnam and i just love the whole rounded out cast that he's gotten for it and we all know that stylistically it will look beautiful so it's really just about story and where it leads to like different parts and different trilogies and just branches out to like make its own like little cornerstone franchise for netflix yeah i mean for, i mean i'm more talking about the the rating and personally you know, everybody's sitting there freaking out about the rating, saying how oh this is this is ridiculous. Like I've heard some people say it's ridiculous. Oh, really? so it's PG-13. So the rating is PG thirteen, and I'm assuming that people wanted it to be, or we're assuming that it was going to be rated R. Exactly. Okay, interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess that is just hearing that news off right and just reacting to it raw. I feel like that's kind of um, a little disappointing, just because we've kind of seen Snyder's ability to kind of really ramp up the story with a little bit more of a ratings uh, flexibility wise. But um, yeah, I guess this is a movie that people expected to be rated R. I guess I expected it to just be rated R, but um, PG-13, I mean, I'm not really too worried about it taking away from the story in a sense, if Snyder was always going to direct that movie within those parameters, but I'm sure this is going to be a director's cut that'll be rated R. Like that's kind of his thing. So yeah, and but that's kind of my problem. Like, Zack Snyder's at a point now, he's he, just make the best movie you can. I get this whole idea that, you know, this is kind of his thing now is uh, he's going to have a Snyder cut of some sort. I get that, whatever, but just make the best. Like, why make multiple versions of a movie if you know Netflix gave him the green light to do whatever he wanted to do? Whether it was PG thirteen rated R, they don't care. Netflix isn't Netflix isn't worried about the ticket sales that rated R. You know, R ratings hurt. They know people are going to sit down and watch a Zack Snyder film. So the fact that we're sitting here talking about oh, there's a PG thirteen, and then we already know he's already discussed how he's going to make an R rated version that's you know more bloody, more like why not just put that version out? Why not? And that criticism, that criticism, I understand and. Um... Some of his cuts have been under extraordinary circumstances in terms of how they were made and why they were released and all that different types of things. But this is kind of I, I'm kind of in agreement with you where Netflix totally probably gave him the reins to do like, hey, do whatever you want. Yeah, you know, with the property and um, for him to kind of feel like there's a divided vision of it in terms of okay, this would be for like the mainstream audience and then this would be for the people that are like hardcore and stuff. It it, it, it does raise an eyebrow on my end, and you make some good points on that. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting, honestly. I think I think it'll be a good movie. I think it'd be something that I'll definitely tune into just to check out and stuff because I've checked out a lot of his uh, or most of, or all of his uh, Netflix properties before this one, so definitely will tune in for sure. But yeah, um, it is a curious trend with him that uh, there's always like a plan for a director's cut. Honestly, he might be the only one that kind of. Uh, plans for that, honestly, in a sense. Yeah. Triton says, I couldn't care less about the age rating. Besides, we know that there's going to be a PG-13 version and an R-rated Snyder cut of each film. And again, that's that's my problem. Why? Like, again, so say he does two versions. He's. It's not like there's more money being made than, yeah. you know, on Netflix. Is it getting a limited time release in theaters, or...? There's there's been rumor, I believe, that this version, the PG thirteen version, will okay. be put in which theaters, makes, which, which makes sense in, in a sense in terms of probably that would be a mandate from Netflix if they were looking for like a short term window opportunity to display that film. What what um do you remember the rating for Glass Onion by any chance? Was it rated R or was it PG thirteen? Let's take a look, Glass Onion. Uh, that one was PG-13. Yeah, so, okay, I think that might be something that's not really, like, something that you can read kind of in between the lines and uh, realize that they're maybe trying to 
do a unique release where there's like a window of it in theaters and then it just goes on to the streaming yeah. platform and stuff. And so. we know Triton. We know how you feel about Snyder. We know that he can make a 30-hour movie and you'd watch it and want more. We know Triton. We know. <laughs> I'd probably rejoin you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I didn't want to talk too much about that. It's just, to me, I, I just feel like just put the best movie possible out. If you're going to do that, just, you know, regardless, like, if it's rated R, it's rated R. Make the best movie possible. Because now what's going to happen is when they do have the two versions on Netflix, which is inevitably inevitably going to happen, people are just going to pick the first one they see. They're not going to sit there and go, oh, which one's the rated R? And I'm saying the fans will. But, you know, the people who have not watched it or will be mm -hmm. watching it, they're just going to pick the first one they see. Yep. And what if the rated R version is better than the PG-13 version? Well, then people are missing out or vice versa. And that's that's the only issue I have with it. Look, Zach's going to do what he wants. I know the whole Snyder Cut aspect of his career is now kind of what makes him a big deal at this point. But... Uh, just make the best movie possible, yeah. man. That's all I want. <laughs> well, that's, a fair, that's a fair ask, fair criticism, and um, I just hope the movie's good. Honestly, like I really liked Army of the. Um, was it Army of the Dead? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I really like that one. Um, I still haven't seen this. Ah, there's too many of you. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I, again. I think they're, it'll be fine. It's just, yeah. Triton says my rule with Snyder: always go for the longer version. Ultimate Edition, Director's Cut of Watchmen, Extended Cut of Sucker Punch, etc. Uh, I, yeah, I mean they are better. But you, you sit there and take a look at BVS. I mean. Yeah, it's a better movie, but I still sit there and say that it could have. There's still things in that Ultimate Edition that could have been either cut or removed, or like they could have done something different with it. I'm not. I, it is the superior movie to the 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 theatrical cut, but I, I still say. And uh, Watchmen. I don't know if I ever watched the director's cut of Watchmen. I know I tried to watch the director, the extended cut of Sucker Punch that is out. I think it's only like 30 minutes, 20 minutes more. Hmm. All right. So we do have our next topic, which um, this is the only tweet i could find even i know there's a bunch of tweets on there but when i was pulling there pulling things together today it's the only one that i could find uh and we i want to talk about superman legacy for a second because superman legacy is going to be a very very interesting movie in regards to uh what the expectations are when it comes to when it comes down to everything um for instance for instance um People are sitting there saying that Superman Legacy has to be huge. It has to be a billion-dollar movie. It has to break all the records. It has to be better than Man of Steel. It has to be the greatest superhero film of all time. Um, oh, I'm being told nobody can hear you. That's interesting. Can you talk real quick? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Triton, can you hear him? That's not good. I'm showing that the audio is coming through. I'm hoping you can hear me. I, I can. I can hear you. But I don't know about... Let me see here. You, I, I heard you before. Interesting. Let me see. Let me pull it up here again. Because this is great podcasting, let me tell you. It's been under yeah, look. Extraordinary circumstances in terms of how they were made and yeah. why they were released and all that different types of things. But Your voice is there. I don't know. All right, so it's we all good. We could roll on with the show then. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's what's going on there, Triton. Maybe maybe you lost your. You're just missing the facts. I'm dropping down. So. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> because 
I hear him now. Also, James Gunn talk. Again, let me grab some alcohol. This isn't necessarily just James Gunn talk. This is DC talk right now. Because, again, people are saying that Superman Legacy has to be huge for the DC the DCU to succeed. Uh, you know, my stance on this is I think the only pressure for this is that it has to be good. It doesn't need to be a billion-dollar movie. It doesn't need to be better than Man of Steel. It doesn't even need to be better than 1979 Superman. It needs to be a good Superman movie. It needs to be a good comic book movie, something better than what we've gotten in the last five, six years. That's that's the way I look at it, because if, if you go into that mindset that it needs to be the greatest film ever, it needs to be better than this, it needs to be better than that... Well, first off, that's all subjective. Everybody has their own opinions on how things work. So that's all subjective. But if we go into this just saying, look, this just needs to be a good movie. We need to come out of it happy with what we watched, excited for what's to come. Uh, do you agree? Like, So my, my first thing is that I kind of find it really cool that the whole world of DC kind of rests on the shoulders of Superman, really, in a way, in a sense. Um, I never expected the palette or stage of this movie to be huge, like an Avengers movie. Like, um, Gunn's comments a couple days ago of him commenting on, like, yeah, we're primarily going to be shooting in Atlanta, but we're also going to be shooting, like, all around the world. I think it's a real opportunity within a contained sense to kind of give us just, like, an overview of the world that we're about to, like, delve into for the next however amount of time that this universe give is is allotted to grow and i think it's exciting honestly i think um the complaints online about the movie already being overstuffed with characters and stuff i don't know like yeah at, at the end of the day i really do trust gun um until proven otherwise and i think you're right i think at the end of the day it really just needs to be a good movie like not the movies that they've been producing lately obviously not the controversial way that some of Snyder's plot lines went and stuff, just a really good solid foundational comic book movie that establishes Superman and establishes, okay, we're in like a completely different world than what we saw before. And we're about to, we just like kind of witnessed the beginning of it. And Taylor Murphy of the culture nerd always has been an advocate that um, this movie kind of follows in the sense of how the Tomorrowverse followed, where it began with a superhero, it began with a Superman movie, and it began kind of small state, a small scale, where Martian Manhunter was involved, Lobo was involved, and Parasite, I think, was the main villain. And I think that's a pretty cool, like, way to go, honestly, where without it being, in a sense, overstuffed or, or trying to be like an Avengers movie or basically a Justice League movie at that point. And I think it's just really cool to see the diversity of characters, the diverse, like, time of characters that we've already seen in this movie that have been casted and stuff. And I can't honestly wait. I think we'll know the direction of this movie and the scale that it's going for with the villain that gets casted or with, like, an official, like, villain announcement in terms of, like, who will be the main antagonists of this film outside of maybe Lex Luthor's like lingering presence, which I think would be normal for a Superman film and story. Yeah. Well, Triton says, considering Warner Brothers looked at Man of Steel and BVS making a combined 1.5 billion and did what they did, I hope they boot James Gunn. My Suicide Squad lost hundreds of million dollars. Gunn, if Legacy does badly. <sighs> All right, Triton. We've been back and forth on this before, man. Suicide Squad losing $170 million is not as impactful as you think it is, okay? There are many, many circumstances surrounding right. why it didn't make that their money back. Well, not so, for nothing. I think it's better than the first Suicide Squad. 100% like, better. And I love, and I'm an advocate for the Ayer cut. I love, like, obviously the previous DC, and I will still forever love David Ayer's Suicide Squad. But, I mean, just looking at it plain in sight and just fair judging it fairly the james Gunn's the suicide squad was the superior suicide squad movie if you wanted to compare both side to side so yeah uh, yeah and, and okay so let, now that that's out of the way this is a different regime now this is a completely different regime they have a plan back in 24 2013 14 15 16 they didn't have a plan zach had a plan Warner Brothers didn't have a plan. 
<laughs> Zack had a plan for his characters and his movie arcs, but they but Warner Bros. confused that with overarching themes of like a cinematic universe in terms of the MCU and their direct competition. So, so again, you have to you have to take everything and, and look at it. So, Man of Steel made six hundred and what. 50 60 80 70 something like that million dollars 40 million dollars 640 million something like that so that's what man of steel made we know batman versus superman made 820 or something yeah Uh, yeah, something like that okay so i get that i get that they made decent money now i'm not saying if superman legacy makes 300 million that that's okay i'm not saying that but that's not what the question is that's not what the what I get money matters, yes, but I feel that we're going to see this movie make about the same amount of money as Man of Steel, give or take a little bit. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing, it doesn't mean that it failed because it has to be a good movie. I think that the, the, the financial hit that it will take, because I think in 2023, 2020, what is this coming out? 25, 2025, is that when it comes 25, out? 25, yeah, July 2025. July 2025, it comes out. That is going to be a very interesting time. You take a look. We're on a decline for superhero films as it is. So in 2025, 600 to 700 million dollars for a superhero film, in my opinion, is going to be very admirable. That's the equivalent of making eight to 900 to a billion dollars in 2013, 14, 15, 16. And that's where the problem lies. That's where what people don't understand. I get it. BVS, Man of Steel, they did well financially, but they didn't hit the marks of what was going on at the superhero at that mm-hmm. time with the superhero boom in the films. So money wise, you have to you always have to look at all the scenarios there. You really do. Yeah, no, um just speaking more of the financial aspect of it, you're also seeing that just from the castings of the main characters that we're going to see in Superman Legacy, they're going smaller budget regardless. So there's going to be more more room for profit. Like, mm-hmm. I can't really see them going the Man of Steel route where, like, yeah, you, you cast a relative newcomer for the main cast, but then, like, you stack out the supporting cast with, like, Lawrence Fishburne and Amy yes. Adams and Kevin Costner and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, I don't see them going that route at all, honestly. So it's like... I think with smaller contained budgets that are going to just be focused heavily on story, that which is something that Gunn's pronounced since day one, honestly. Even in his video, he said it that story's paramount. Um, I think if they, he could just produce a good story that looks good, that kind of combats what you were saying in terms of the superhero decline, where audiences are now used to the formula. Like, audiences are really just kind of used to the formula that's formed out of all these universes. Like, the MCU established it first, yes, but then you have DC that tried to establish something different and then pivoted mid-universe on the most important film to become more like the MCU. And then you have the Sony-verse and stuff like that. And, like, everything just has kind of almost like a formulaic vibe to it. And when things go against the grain is when it really grabs people's attention kind of like what the joker did in a way where like people people were expecting one thing and it was really just different honestly which is why i'm so excited for the sequel plug into that like i still don't know how to pronounce the subtitle for that but i still cannot wait for that movie to come out that is my top pick to be the best movie of the year next year but anyway i digress but anyway um yeah no so i just think and Gunn, I feel like, has to know that factoring into going into this position is that there's a need for something new, like, or there's a need for just something to be foundationally good and it just builds up to something that's going to be epic for the fans and stuff. Because I do feel like fans would be willing to go on another ride just like we did with the Infinity Saga with Marvel. And I think that'd be, I think fans are definitely, and it's different because at the time Infinity, the Infinity Saga started, we were younger, like, and everyone that came out and when Endgame came out, like, everyone was pretty with 10, 11 years older. So, like, I don't know. It's kind of different. So I, I see their target audience is kind of, you know, targeted more towards the younger crowd now. So, and it's kind of affecting their bottom line. And I just think everyone needs to do a foundational look, not just DC. Like, Marvel has had to take a look and take a step back in a way. But I have hope for DC, and I just think that 
Gunn wouldn't have taken this if he wasn't up for the challenge. And I already see just a different vision he has for this universe with just some of the castings that he's had. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed for sure, honestly. I mean, we, do you have any, like, set expectations for this film? Like, I feel like it's hard at this point to even do that. Like, I've seen behind-the-scene pictures of um, the kid that got casted as Superman and recently, and he looks like he got, like, buffed up and stuff. But yeah, other dude, than that... Yeah. Well, first we got we got Kenneth here. You know, he goes. I hope Superman Legacy is really good, and hopefully it will be. The only thing Superman related I've liked for the past ten years, live action wise, has been Superman and Lois TV series. Uh, He says it's treated the character of Superman well. Yes, different point in his life, but fans responded to it well. And yeah, I I don't disagree. I'm not a big fan of this show. I I'm kind of past the CW uh, kind of quality wise. Definitely one of their better shows for like this cw verse i'm past the soap opera this like Mm -hmm. all those cw shows were very much a soap opera and i kind of got past all that which is we are the black (laughs) which is (laughs) fine no you know it's fine if you enjoy it that's great and that's that's kind of the beauty about things is you can have different iterations of the character of superman of all these characters and you don't need to like and love every single one that's great Mm -hmm. I know from my standpoint, yes, Man of Steel to me is a masterpiece of a film. It is one of the best, if not the best, superhero movie, especially specifically origin film that has ever come out. That's my opinion. I know that not everybody feels that way. And that's, again, it's subjective. It's for mm-hmm. them. Does that mean that my anticipation, my hope for Superman Legacy, you know, is, is diminished because of that? No, I've gotten what I think is the best superhero or Superman film. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe so this one will be better. Maybe this will be better. Maybe it won't be. But that doesn't mean that, you know, my enjoyment of Man of Steel is going to lessen my enjoyment of Superman Legacy. Right. Uh, regardless, yeah. whether, you know, no matter what. So for me, my expectations are that it's going to be a great establishing film mm-hmm. for the universe. That's what I think James Gunn is looking to do with this movie because he's he has cast so many different characters into it uh, at this point, you know, and, and weird off-the-wall characters, which mm-hmm. I really like because that's how you build up a universe. You don't... We all know that, hey, it's DC. We're going to see a Batman, a Green Lantern, a... a uh, We're the fleshed-out characters fleshed. that kind of just... that flesh the universe out in a way that... To deeper extents, like, yeah, like what you were saying, we're going to get the Trinity, we're going to get the main Justice League members at some point, but where are the characters that just explore the universe just in deeper realms, different different locations that we've just never seen before in live iteration? And I totally agree with you, honestly. I think, um, obviously, there's it seems like there's a route that they're going to just cast most of the Terrifics, honestly. Yeah. And I think that's pretty exciting, too, because that was one of my favorite characters coming out of the aforementioned CW-verse was uh, the Mr. Terrific, regardless of whether his interpretation was faithful or not. And, and Trayton sitting here saying Gunn is giving us creature commandos and the authority talking to uh, somebody else on there. He said he's already failing at quote-unquote good things. I, I disagree. That doesn't... Why is creature commandos not a good thing? Why is the authority I have my own opinion on um you know but it, again we don't know what the authority is going to be like when it comes out we have no yeah. idea what it's going to be like but Creed- at some point it was rumored that they were going to be a part of legacy too or at least like just uh, a part that introduces them and then leads into what they're doing you know yeah. so but again what does why is creature commandos the proof that he's not doing good things that animated show could be fantastic it could be amazing you know it could be crap we don't know at this point but it's got a solid voice cast it's you know i i trust james gunn when it when it comes to when it comes to to writing groups you know and 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 ensemble type of uh casts and and films he knows what he's doing and he's proven that from scooby-doo to uh you know to guardians of the galaxy to the suicide squad he knows what he's doing and and creature commanders i think is going to be much of the same just an animated form so i'm all for it i really am i have a question for you if it was let's say james gunn did not sign with dc do you think james gunn would be a top choice for either avengers movie right now that marvel has on their on their table say that again i'm sorry what was that would james gunn be a top choice because i know marvel's kind of going through a higher 
hiring process with finding a director or settling for a director for Secret Wars, do you think Gunn would be a top choice for them? Let's just say he didn't sign with DC at all. Yes. Exactly. And I think he, if not the top choice, probably like a top two or three choice, just because they know he could handle and juggle so many different characters in one movie and give them all time to breathe and their time to shine. And Let's, I'm excited, honestly. Look like, at Guardians. The they, look at all of the trilogies in, in Marvel. Okay, each one, while you know they've all done moderately well financially, there's at least one in all of the trilogies, and at least one in all of the trilogies of Marvel that either people just despise, they don't like at all, or has failed miserably financially. Every single one, except for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a big fan of the second one, but I know people who love that film Mm -hmm. more so than not. You know, you might sit there and say Spider-Man. No, people hate the second Spider-Man movie for some unknown reason. I thought it was fine, but people hate that movie. Same. You know, it, it's and it, that's no. it, it was the most consistent trilogy in Marvel. Mm-hmm. The most consistent, and that says a lot. It was a it, not to mention that the third volume is one of the highest-grossing Marvel movies in the last what six years. <laughs> you know, like yep. come on, not six years, but like four years. Like, it, honestly, it's. They, he knows what he's doing with ensembles. Now, Triton says you can't launch a franchise with E-tier characters, regardless of whether they're in a show or film. Like I've said before, Guardians of the Galaxy was a box office hit because of the MCU brand power. Yes, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I won't say it was a box office hit because of the MCU, but the MCU brand... a pretty amazing movie. <laughs> yes, the MCU brand is what pulled people into the theater. Yeah. The movie being good is what, is what had people like. coming back. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. You see? Like, I think I, I'm honestly excited for his vision and storytelling. Like, if you, I know it happened months ago. and We're going to start. I feel like we're going to enter a time period, especially early next year, where we're going to start getting an influx of news of different projects getting developed and stuff like that. And I don't know. Like, I'm excited like to think of, um, who's James Mangold for Swamp Thing? Like, that's an exciting prospect, honestly. And to see who's behind the Game of Thrones style Thermoskira TV series that they're going to be running on, I'm assuming yeah. will be like HBO Max. Like, just finding the talent behind it other than Gun, because all we've really gotten is just Gun's updates on the DC Universe and Superman Legacy. But once we start getting updates more on different other projects and stuff like that, I feel like the heat that seems to be on Superman legacy for some odd reason will uh, dissipate. But one question that I had was, do you think it's too soon to introduce a rebooted universe? Like, I, I feel like this is, this is a question that people go back and forth on. Like, I don't know, like Man of Steel released what? 2013. Yeah. And then it would be, yeah, I guess 12 years is a decent amount of time in between movies to kind of introduce it. But he did last appear like, you know, last year basically but um i I don't know i i feel like there's gonna definitely be some general confusion with audiences like general audiences but if this movie does what it's supposed to do i think you already have the dc fans locked down but then you'll also draw in a new audience which is what they've been missing the last 10 11 years with their own dcu so yeah, so Ken, Kenneth then says, all in all, I, I can't wait for Superman Legacy to come out. Looking forward to seeing the first set photos, official photos, and how this film would be marketed. But Triton then follows up. Legacy's marketing is going to be very interesting given WBD's financial situation. Um, I want to touch on that real quick. Don't forget, Warner Brother Discovery, well, yes, Warner Brother Discovery is the, the parent company. Let's not forget that. DC Studios is a thing. Warner mm-hmm. Brother Discovery is te- technically they are not going to be financing the marketing or anything coming out of this. I mean, I'm sure they have some money in it, but all in all, they have to find their own production companies to back, whether it's Legendary or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Syncope or, you know, not Syncope. You know what I mean? Like any of those other production companies, those are going to be the ones that are investing the money for their marketing, for the, the film. So, yes, I get that Warner Brothers' financial situation isn't great right now, but 2025 is a long time away. And the real marketing for Superman, if it comes out in July of 2025, 
it's not going to start till January 2025. The the real marketing. We might get some things here and there prior. If the strike hasn't already in Gunn's mind pushed things back. Like I think July 2025 right now seems like a little bit of a reach. Yeah. I don't know how quickly production can get pulled pulled together, but I don't think Gunn would want to go that route in terms of just throwing everything together and and getting to just shooting and stuff. I think he would want the process to go out well and to go out methodically and to make sure that this is done correctly because I don't know, like 95% of me is totally confident that this film's going to do well, but there's like a 5% part of me that's like, is the schism too much? Or is it too deep? Like, is this movie going to perform a la like Blue Beetle, but just, you know, obviously with higher numbers and stuff, but um it's just interesting like what happens if superman legacy isn't successful which i'm not hoping for because i'm really hoping for it to be a good movie but where do they like do they, i don't know it's interesting yeah. it's an interesting concept to definitely portray because do they like give up do they i don't know because maybe the maybe the brand is just too damaged and maybe it just needs to be put on the shelf for a little bit before people can breathe it back in again yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It, it's such a. It's almost hard to think because you just automatically assume that this movie's going to be good, but like, yeah. you, it's like hard to like see what the other side of the coin looks like. Honestly, does WBD panic? Like, I don't know. I, I don't think they they will. I don't think they should either. I think that if, look, if it makes. In my opinion, because I don't know what the budget is yet. Obviously, we're not going to know for a while what the budget of this movie is. My guess is he's going to keep it relatively low because it's the first movie. Um, my guess is it'll probably be around two hundred million, between one fifty two hundred million for the budget. Of I was going to say one fifty. Yeah, I was about to say between the one fifty to one. That's probably what the budget will be with marketing. Then you're looking at probably about five hundred million dollars all in for marketing and everything. So they have to make that five hundred million essentially, even though we know it needs to be more than that. But five hundred million dollars. So five fifty. Let's say if it makes five fifty, six hundred million to eight hundred million. I think you know financially, finance, finance, finance wise, there's no question they keep moving forward. If it makes below that, if it hits only like four hundred or five hundred million, then I think there's going to be. Okay, we need to Warner Brothers. Obviously, whatever projects are coming out are going to be coming out still because they're not going to just pull the plug on them. But at that time, it's going to be like they're going to have to reevaluate the genre, not the, what's going on there. You have to take a look at what's going on with Marvel and other studios at that time. Are are all superhero films dropping? You know, financially. Maybe. I don't know, you kind of look at the timeline. You kind of look at the future timeline. Some of the Marvel releases and. I think regardless of where we are in terms of the superhero genre, like I kind of feel like some of these movies that are coming going to start coming out for the MCU down down the line are going to be guaranteed hits. Like, is it overstatement to say that Deadpool three probably is an automatic billion dollars? I wouldn't say that. Really, I wouldn't say that. Two reasons why. To the, the biggest reason reason being that it's under Marvel Studios now. Okay, uh, that's I, the, the biggest reason. And I think that works in its favor, but interesting. I don't look at what his look at what the view and the and and how people view Marvel right now. Right. Okay. All right. Like that, it's not good. Like they besides Guardians of the Galaxy, nothing's making money <laughs> for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So you got that. And the second thing is how the, because we know it's going to be a multiverse movie. You take a look at how poorly they handled the multiverse aspect in Doctor Strange. You take a look at how poorly they've handled the uh, multiverse aspect with uh, with Loki thus far. People don't like what they did with Loki um, in that regard. It, it was too confusing for some people. I loved it, but there's some people that didn't like it. Right. Okay. You know. So when you you add that multiverse aspect to it, I think what it has going for it is the name Deadpool, Hugh Jackman, and that's about it right now. I, I don't think that it and and honestly, there's a good possibility Taylor Swift. So if you take a look at that, 
you know, those are the big things it has going for it. Uh, I do want to, there's some more comments here. Uh, Kenneth does say, how do you guys want the Superman suit for Legacy to look? More classic or DC Rebirth route? What do you want? I want Rebirth route. I do not. Uh, like, the Rebirth route, just because I just don't think the classic, like, I kind of like what Superman and Lois did. So I've seen the first season of it where they kind of chronicled different iterations of the costume and i'm okay with doing that i think just paying homage and respect to those iterations of the costumes is fine but for the main costume please give me a rebirth version of the costume like i do not need i do not need my main my main superhero of my of my new blooming universe to just be running around in trunks like that's just not (laughs) that's just not where i'm at right now and Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just spoiled from Snyder, but just give me a rebirth version of the costume, please. Personally, I don't care. Just don't put the S on the cape because it looks like a Halloween costume. Then, so besides yeah. that, just don't put the Agreed. S on the cape, and I'm good. I don't care what they do. Agreed. Uh, Trayton says apparently the MCU is rebooting after the sixth Avengers, so things in the comic book genre could be very interesting in a few years. And if that's yeah. the case, I think it's going to be a very different Marvel universe at that time. I know I've been hearing those rumors too. Um, mm-hmm. so hey, it could be very, very different at that time. I think there's an opportunity now, honestly, like, I think there's a window now where DC can kind of sneak in there and be like, Hey, we're not the same old DC. Like this is something new, brand new, exciting. Like come watch. You enjoyed the ride and kind of see what comes next and stuff like that. Like, I think, it, I think there's an opportunity now, not even in the future to kind of have guns DCU kind of take over in a way and give, give something fresh. I don't think superhero fatigue has set in quite yet because you just look at properties like the boys and Gen V always have to plug them in and no matter where, no matter where I go, but, and there's certain Marvel properties that still do well. If the story's good, like if you've noticed the, the properties that haven't done well for Marvel are properties that for not for nothing, were just not up to the quality that they were, that they were before. Like Marvel went through a phase two all the way to like almost the end of phase three stretch where every single movie that they had was like a banger, honestly. So um, I feel like it was kind of due in a way. And I think that they're going to bounce back in a huge way. I I'm very surprised of your position of Deadpool. I think, I think just thinking of the concept and it's draw to general audiences is just going to kind of, I, I don't know. I think, I think that's going to be a hit for it for sure. And that obviously ties into everything that they're doing. So maybe that's their way of kind of pulling everything together, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's a window now to do it and to kind of inject your blood into the stream and, you know, regard, because Marvel is going to come up on a stretch where they're going to release fantastic four. They're going to have two Avengers movies. They're going to have Deadpool. So like, I don't know. Being on the back end of a Marvel phase while trying to introduce your like own universe is a tough and tall order. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, Kenneth does ask us. We kind of you you kind of touched on it, Ken, uh, a few minutes ago. If the strikes will affect produ- the production of the DCU, um, yeah. I, personally, I think 2025 is when the movie is due to come out. Uh, let's just take the big actors. You got um, Rachel Brosnahan and David Cornsworth. Those are the two big names. I can tell you that this is Superman is going to be their number one film. So if they have other projects lined up, most likely they will drop out of those pro- other projects simply for Superman Legacy. If those yeah. things, because you can't just think of, uh, you know, DC pushing stuff back. No, the companies have to move. All companies, all studios are going to be pushing things, which means productions for other movies are going to be pushed because yeah. of other other productions being pushed. I think, you know, when you take a look at Superman Legacy, as long as Superman, as long as they get that filming, I would say by January or February, get started, you know, within the next five to six months of now, I'd say six months is really pushing it. You probably within the five months get it filming. That movie is not going to be delayed. Uh, again, you know, if they have to recast some roles, they may have to. But they're not, when it comes to the, the big hitters, Brosnahan and Corn Sweat, uh, this is their movie. And they're going to be the they're they're the big sticking points. And as long as they drop out of other projects, if they have other projects lined up, they may have to. Yeah. They may it may be in their contract that this, this is their. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, this is a huge project for this is a huge opportunity for both of these for for David and Rachel, honestly. And um, for a lot of the supporting actors, I think this is one of the hottest properties on Hollywood that a lot of people want to get their hands on. So. It's true. Um, 
just got to wait and see. I love the excitement that's been built up through the comic book sales and the digital sales for a lot of the stuff that Guns promoted as like, oh, this is based on this or this may be taking loose interpretations from that. So it, he's had an effect. He's had a positive effect. And hopefully it just translates to the big screen, small screen, my screen, your screen. Every screen. We all screen for Superman. Uh, but Ryan Cinematics says, uh, just give me a Max Fleischer suit. I would love to see a golden S behind the cape, but that is just me. No, go away. It looks like a Halloween costume, Ryan. Yeah, no, no. Please, if you can do the trunks <laughs> and the symbol on the cape, you might as well just have it set in Halloween and he's just probably like something like that. I, I don't even know. His like, mom just... doesn't make a suit. He goes to Spirit Halloween to buy it. <laughs> That'd be an interesting concept. A Halloween style <laughs> Superman movie. Like a Superman movie taking place during the time period of Halloween. That'd be interesting. They've done Batman comics like that. Why not do, you know, you got the long Halloween. Why not do a, a long Halloween version for Superman? Right, why not? Uh, Triton says, I personally want Galactus in the current MCU before they reboot. I'd let them go nuts with the Galactus eating planet stuff and then have something massive happen to trigger the reboot. Uh, I... I don't think I, think I don't think the reboot is going to be what you're thinking it is, Triton. I think that it's still going to be connected. I think the reboot is going to be more of a think of Crisis on Infinite Earths on CW. Think of that where mm. it was a moderate reboot by bringing all these, you know, different versions and 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 universes together. And I think that's kind of what's going to happen with the MCU, I, we're going to still, let's just say Anthony Mackie's Captain America. He's going to be there still, in my opinion, he'll be there after that point. They're not going to recast. They're not going to bring in new blood for new Captain America's a new Iron Man, maybe a new Iron Man. It could be somebody else from another universe, but the stories from the previous, you know, 50, 50 MCU, MCU. Uh, movies will be there still. That's what I yeah. think. It's not just going to be a race. Like everything's, everything that's the foundation for what you're going to see next which is probably going to be like if i had to guess very the mutant saga i guess i would have to guess like would definitely have to be centered around that so yeah it's exciting it's going to be a world built around just like the x-men versus the avengers hopefully like that you know but i do love the the idea of galactus i too want to see galactus uh eventually i, would I thought they should have used him instead of kang for like the next phase but i mean i think it I also I, I don't really like. I, I also don't really like the exposure I've gotten to Kang so far. Like, take the actor and his off the camera issues. I just think what we've been presented with Kang so far, because I just rewatched Loki and I just rewatched like basically all of Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and then it's post credit scene. Like, I just don't like the material that he's either a been given or supported because he. In certain lights, he can he can be menacing, but in other lights, he just comes off as I mean, I, I'm just gonna say goofy, like mm -hmm. just kind of kind of very not intimidating, honestly. And he was supposed to be in Loki. He was supposed to be like that in Loki, but I gotta rewatch Ant Man and uh, Quantum Mania. Um, I've he's very much he's very much like that in there as well. I gotta rewatch that. It's I saw it in theaters and then I haven't watched it since. But I gotta rewatch it. But for good reason. I, I for me, I I sit there and say. Galactus should be a main villain, but you have to establish the Fantastic Four first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yes, I agree that Galactus should be a main villain, but I understand Kang. But even even in a sense, you kind of need the Fantastic Four with Kang also, yeah. <laughs> in a sense. So, I, Seriously. I know. <laughs> you know, either way, I think we're going to see Galactus at some point. If it's prior, I mean, if it's before Avengers 6, probably not, but... Um, even if it's after, I, I wouldn't be too concerned with it, you know, being much different. Again, I think it's going to be the same Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's just going to be slightly altered in maybe, you know, mm -hmm. release schedule or focusing on solo films. You know, who knows? I think that's the kind of shift that we're going to see. I, I think they want to keep pushing this franchise and just keep pushing it. And, you know, in 100 years from now people can sit there and say man we got to watch 532 movies to catch up to this like why yeah, not no, I, don't do it? <laughs> I don't think they're stopping i think there's definitely going to be a retooling and restructuring at some point like i have to imagine kevin feige finds his way out at some point i think um 
that's inevitable. And I yeah. think maybe even after the phase five or six, wherever we're on, um, I, I'm that's I, kind of yeah. I still think he's going to be replacing Kathy Kennedy. I think he's going to be the one that that moves over to this film. That's what I think. Uh, but, you one know, can hope. Kathy Kennedy rumor has it. She's going to be on her way out sooner rather than later. And yeah, yeah, I think that's, what's going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I support it 100% not to call for anybody's jobs or anything, but let's see if I can get this working here. Why are you not, you're not there. Now I have too many of you. I don't know what's going on here. So, um, where'd you go? You left. You're gone. Ah, wait, Prime's here. Where this? What? Uh, what happened here? Ah, oh, man, I gotta do this real quick. Even though we're on our way out, um, let's see if I can do this. I don't know what the heck's going on here. Let's see. Is it working? There we go. We got a Prime. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I don't hear you. Maybe. There we go. All right. All right. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to Ken. Yeah, I'm not on. I'm not on the screen. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's, I don't going, know what's going on here. It's all crazy. It's all crazy. All right. All right. All right. Well, um. um uh, what is, uh, going, what is on? going on? <laughs> I'm hearing myself, I'm hearing like, myself five like five times, right, times now. right now. I don't know if it's lagging or not, but yeah. Do you yeah. hear me? Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you yeah, too. I, hear you so. too so. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Ken though. Ken was on. Ken was on and he disappeared. He disappeared. I don't know. All right. Well, I don't know how long you were waiting there, but. Uh, I was in there for a cut. minute. What? What? I was in there a minute. Oh man, you should have oh, messaged, messaged me. Yeah, I was trying to figure it out, but uh-huh. um, I was I, I missed out on the Superman stuff and you know the progression of that. I just came in at the MCU tail end. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I would say that since y'all still on, since you was on MCU, um, I will say that just in my just in my opinion. I think that um, the direction that they're trying to go and what they're trying to do, I think, is a bad idea. Um, I think the MCU pretty much right now is not repairable because of some of the things that they actually have done and what they put into fruition and what they put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, like they're trying to reunite Thor with Loki, and that's what they're trying to do. And, you know, me personally, I mean, that's kind of dumb. And why are you having another season of Loki? That's kind of dumb to me. Because I thought Loki died in Endgame. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's I mean, not Endgame, but in, uh, in Infinity War. I thought he died. So, why are you trying to bring this character back? Because um, he got away, away in Endgame. Oh, Avengers. But Endgame. Infinity War. Well, was it Endgame? <laughs> Yeah, he died. Yeah, they he killed died, him. He off dies. He dies in Infinity, Infinity War. War, and then they and go then back they in go time back in Endgame and to, Avengers, to Avengers, and he gets away. And he gets away, and that's where we're and at. That's now. where we're at now. Uh, oh, you know what? I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Okay, so pretty much, if they do it, if they're going to do it that way, that means if he gets away, that means there's a timeline that's messed up. Where okay, I I, I can see where they're probably going to go with that, but um. Okay, now was that announced in the show or something? What was, or was, what announced? was what announced? That he actually got away because when they went back in time in Endgame, so I didn't watch none of the shows. I stopped watching Marvel after Endgame. So yeah, so the first, so the first the Loki, first Loki explains, explains what, what, why, he's, why there. he's there. Okay, okay, okay. So I will actually have to, actually have to really have to go back and really, you know, I'm I really not interested in it. I'm just saying it's kind of dumb, but it is what it is. They're going to reintroduce it, and then you know, with I don't know how they're going to reconstruct the MCU. Just pretty much, in my opinion, I was done with the MCU, so I really don't really care about it. I could just say that some of the things that they're trying to incorporate is is not to my liking, pretty much. So it is what it is, mm. um, you know. But hey, you know. But only time will tell. 
You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are projecting and speculating that, uh, uh, what is that, the Kong, Avengers Kong thing, is not going to do that well, but the Secret Wars will. So, but only time will tell. We'll yeah, actually have to yeah. see exactly how that's going to transition out. That'd be interesting. But, uh, for sure, for sure. Right. You know, but, you know, but as for DC or whatever, uh, I think TC, DC has a, has a bright future. So, you yeah, know, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I think well, he, maybe we maybe can get, we you, can get you, on you on next week. week. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm sorry, problem, I'm sorry man. about that, man. You have time constraint, man. I already know. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, thanks yeah, for thanks jumping for on for a minute there. there and we'll get you on we'll next, get you week. next week. No problem, man. No problem. <laughs> Yeah, again, you see this new uh, this new platform. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, take man. it easy. All right. All right, yeah. So there you go. There you go, guys. Thanks for th- for uh, you know watching and everything, guys, because uh, it was exciting. It was a good in- um, show. I think. I don't know. Working through the the technical difficulties of getting away from Streamyard, I wanted to try something different, make things look a little bit different, a little more professional. Hopefully, it looks better. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Triton says, at least the MCU hasn't openly told half its fan base to get furt. Um, I mean, technically, they don't. Uh, we're not getting into it now, Triton. The show's ending. We're not getting into it now. <laughs> Again, still more professional than Kathy Kennedy. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. Make sure you check us out. Subscribe everywhere. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter, all that jazz. Um, be good times there. Uh, But with all that said, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll talk to all of you later.